Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 286. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road Andy. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and rate us five stars. <sighs> okay, Andy, we've got some news of the season, and it's just in time for the season, in fact. Because uh, if you think about it, Halloween season is uh, starting on Thursday. The second that calendar rolls over to September, time for frights. Also, by the way, oh boy, I'm blanking on it. Remember when I said that thing in the window at Disneyland was like spooking for treats or something? Yeah. <laughs> I walked past it again and figured out and remembered this time what it said. Creeping it real. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's similar to what I said. It's a nice, nice pun. I yeah. like it. Uh, so yeah, Disneyland and uh, all of the world will start going uh, dark for Halloween. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, and uh, this news comes at just the right time. Now, you tell us, Andy. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, R.L. Stein. Yeah, this is a, a matchup that I don't think any of us were expecting, but uh, happy to happy to see it. Oh yeah. So um, I don't know when the last time Aykroyd and Chevy Chase worked together, but they 1993. Uh, okay, yeah, they definitely worked together all throughout the 80s and various projects, and um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they've they've each had a interesting 30 years since then. Um, Chevy Chase has been some better better than others. Yeah, has had controversy and doesn't seem like people love him all that much. But Dan uh, Aykroyd was like one of the first actors to do a, a booze. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what he's known for now more than anything is his vodka, of course, and, and his love of aliens and ghosts and all that stuff. But well, and it's um, phenomenal. This is the time of year you watch The Great Outdoors. And then Thursday, <laughs> you can start watching Ghostbusters. Okay, I was like, it's, I think we're moving into that. But was the Great Outdoors taking place like the end of summer? I don't, I don't recall. Uh, I don't know if they specify. Yeah, but I do know it's summertime. Yeah, yeah, but put it on. That's that's a good one. This <laughs> is song. this is wonderful. Uh, do we know when this will be out? Are we thinking next uh, October? I would I would hope so by next October. Um, it says this is so this is. Arlstein's Zombie Town. So, a book he wrote in 2012, another Arlstein uh, horror project. Um, it says it's going to be at theaters and then it'll be on Hulu. So, remarkable. Uh, that's, yeah, that's good stuff. How uh, old I, is RL? Ageless. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, it seems like he's looked like he's probably 69 and a half since 2001, I think. So he's he's getting up there. He's seventy eight now. All right. So he probably had a whole career, like writing for a newspaper or something, right? Before he ever, because I mean, goosebumps didn't come out till late early eighties, early nineties. So um, I could see him wearing yeah. a, a big trench coat, writing for a small paper in a small town in Connecticut. Yeah. And uh, he was, you know, one day he saw a werewolf, but everyone's <laughs> like, "No, it's just a dog." And he's like, "No." It was. And that's how Goosebumps started. <laughs> yeah, he's inspired. Uh, looks like he's from Ohio, Ohio State University. Wow, pretty good. So very, Born in Columbus, so very close to what yeah. I just said. Mm-hmm. I think you said Connecticut. Yeah, they're they're different, but no one actually knows where 
Ohio or Connecticut are on a map. So Connecticut is so small that you'd never even notice. So yeah, it's difficult. just for rich politicians to live there. Yeah. And the WWE. Yeah. Well, that's getting moved. <laughs> that still exists. Uh, but yeah, Ackroyd and Chase are not going to be the stars of the movie protagonist, but uh, hopefully not. their, their Jack roles Black will be. Yeah. No, hopefully their roles are substantial, um, but it will be about kids because it has to be. Um, according to this is uh, follows the story of 12 year old Mike, which is like, yep, that's Arl Stein's beat, you know, now, which kid from Stranger Things is going to play this? <laughs> <laughs> now that they're 29 yeah. um so I'm, I'm assuming that there's a 12 year old kid and he has an older sibling that kind of is annoyed by him right yeah but they they actually do get along when it comes down to it and they have to save each other that's i, I could write this script i feel like and then is dan Aykroyd related to them and chevy chase owns like a store that unleashes the you know pox on them or i, I don't know i don't I would, I would hope, um, yeah, we'll get some, I mean, Dan Aykroyd should run the store. Like he runs the bookshop in, in Ghostbusters there. I think that makes sense. Yeah, but Dan Aykroyd is 73 to Chevy Chase, 78, I think something like that. Okay. Just trying to make them related yeah. to the, the kids so that yeah. they're along for the ride. I don't know. I mean, I did see a, a trailer a few weeks back for that, um, spirit Halloween movie with Christopher Lloyd. So. I, I saw a Spirit Halloween store uh, yeah, they're, they're, already they're open, there. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, when I was driving the other day. There's one across the street from me. Yeah, that's it's up and ready. But um, I think he owned the store or something. So that makes sense. You have the old guy be a you know weirdo who owns a store. I, I don't know. Uh, we don't have any we don't have any more details on this, but you don't need the details. I think this is enough to get you through. Yeah. Just knowing that, you know, there's something in the hopper yeah. is enough. Yeah. Also, uh Two of the guys from Kids in the Hall are going to be in it too, so that's oh wow, that's cool. I mean, Dan All-star Aykroyd's Canadian cast. too, so yeah, they probably know each other. Actors yeah. here, um, that's except good for stuff. Fletch. Yeah, you think that's why uh, Trevor Chase is doing it because he's upset there's a new Fletch movie without there's him? a new Fletch, there's a new Fletch movie uh, with John Hamm. Oh wow, he's probably like fuck, pissed. You can't do that to me. John Hamm looks different in those progressive commercials. His face looks fatter or smaller or something. Something's off. Yeah, he's an he's an aged man himself. But like before, his head was like the length of a baseball bat, and now it looks sadder or something. I don't, I don't know. want to speculate. Uh, hmm. I think he's had his own troubles. Yeah, I think living in the '60s as a middle-aged man just war on his body all the afternoons think, with I, bourbon and I think there's truth to it. I think you play cigars. that character so long it becomes part of you. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Calling women toots stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, he's at like an Applebee's and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just in, <laughs> I was in character. Yeah. All right. Uh we do have some uh fun news for people who like to go to the theater but don't have an annual pass like you do, big shot. National Cinema Day is uh, this Saturday, September 3rd, and uh, select theaters and showing times are $3. Yeah, I saw something about it, but I just ignored it, as you said, because I'm, I'm a high roller. I'm like, yeah, you just walk shit, in, swipe your car, and like, right this way, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, your usual table. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I have my own line. I just go in and be like, all right, here we go. 
pretty good um yeah i guess that's neat <laughs> they did it when there's no movies out <laughs> i think that's why they're like all right you could watch uh idris elba fighting lions or uh you can watch a dragon ball z movie <laughs> there's a bullet train and is that movie yeah. where he's a genie still out yeah uh and it just came out idris. this week it just Two came movies. out yeah he made a combined like four million dollars. Yeah, both I think aren't very good. One's way worse than the other. I think uh, that movie, the genie, is supposed to be really bad. If I remember, uh, right I will. Right. I will talk about it. I had to go see it. So, oh boy, I got okay. Yeah, yeah, I've got so, a pass. You know, what else yeah, it's true. You gotta get your money's worth. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check out your theaters. They might already fill up. Who knows? Take a look though. You know, Top Gun's still there, so you still haven't. Oh, it's out. not leaving. It'll be. Yeah. You couldn't see it if you keep your stubs. Go see it a year later on the same day. Yeah, yeah, no, like how often can you say like, look at this? I saw this movie on June seventh, two thousand and twenty-two, and I saw it on June seventh, two thousand and twenty-three. I think that's how it used to be. Movies would be there forever. Yeah, You'd be like, I'm watching Jaws. It's nineteen eighty-three. I don't care. Yeah, the one theater, yeah. like one yeah. showing, and that's all they have the whole weekend. And I bring that up. They're actually Jaws is in theaters this week too. <laughs> They're doing like a 3D end of summer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so know, that's weird. Yeah, it just keeps making money. Okay, um, Charles B. Dean died. Did mm-hmm. I say that right? I think so. Um, she's a young actress. I don't know if I've ever seen anything with her. She's from South Africa. Uh, so she's only 32, and she she died suddenly. The the news just said it was a sudden illness. Uh, some people said, oh, that probably was a drug overdose or something. But like, no, they would tell you if it's related to this. They think it could be, you know, an aneurysm, something like that, that sometimes causes people to to die prematurely. Um, but what is kind of nuts about the story is that um, she stars in, in a movie that uh, won the uh, the Palme d'Or at uh, the, Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year. Uh, so big, big release. Um it's also going to be appearing at the whatever film festival this weekend is, where it's going to be a a lot of the like Oscar type movies are are premiering this week. Is this Triangle of Sadness? It's called yeah, Triangle of Sadness. So this is this is going to be at the very least a best foreign film contender, but maybe even Woody Harrelson, uh, best picture contender. And uh, this the reviews that people have seen it said, oh, she's great in it, and it sounded like she was going to be a star from this or she'd be at least getting a lot more work and not just work in South Africa. Um, so that's just crazy that this was probably this weekend was going to be a big weekend in her life. It would be change the shape of her career and now it's gone. It's just, almost like John Cazale. Yeah, sure. I mean, he actually got to be in a bunch of things, but yeah, was- it was, Similar is the best record of all time just because he was in six movies and I think they're all nominated for best picture. Yeah. So, um, even though I don't know the work, it's still just, it, it makes me sad that it's like that you forget people die of natural causes for yeah, all the time like that. It's like, it's weird. It's my age, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not living in fear that I'm going to die of a random aneurysm or something like that, but it's, it's there. It's, it can't happen. And so, um, yeah, Go to the, do your regular checkups, people. Yeah. Get out in front of anything that you possibly can. Very sad. All right, Andy. Uh, well, the next movie you're going to be pretty excited about, Bioshock is making a movie for Netflix. 
Yeah, so Bioshock is a video game series. Uh, I think the first game came out in 2007, and it was just really great, uh, really interesting story. The the best setting you could think of, it's a underwater city, but it's also built in the 1940s. Uh, so just so very interesting and such good storytelling. Uh, they've been trying to make this into a movie for so long, but um, underwater city sounds really fucking expensive. Uh, so it never really, it never happened. Surprise, James uh, Cameron didn't get on this. Yeah, uh, but apparently Netflix is ready to go forward with it. I'm going to assume they're not going to do underwater cities. It's going to be the CGI. It's is, probably is where James enough. Cameron drew the lines. Like, I'm not doing yeah. this unless you build. I need a target five miles yeah. under that water there, people. Come on. I mean, I, I, there is some like crazy behind the scenes stuff of um, the abyss where like he did build like massive underwater sets and everything. It's just like, oh, man. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, going to come to Netflix. Probably going to be pretty sizable budget. Uh, the director is someone, uh, Francis Lawrence, who looks like just done a bunch of um, Hunger Games. The, did the last three Hunger Games movies and is doing this spinoff coming out uh, next year. Uh, did Constantine with um, Keanu Reeves. Remember that one? Yeah, I don't know if I uh, saw that. So I could say out of all of and I Am Legend, you've seen I Am Legend. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, of the of all the movies he's done, uh, that's the only movie. I've, Constantine and I Am Legend are the only two I've seen. Those are the first two. But um, a competent guy, it seems like. Um, Bioshock is such an interesting setting and story that um, I'd like to see where this goes. I'm sure that'll yep. not be uh, that. That will be out for quite a while because that's going to uh, be. A, you're going to swipe your card to see that. Yeah, it's like he's making another Hunger Games. Yeah, there's there's that one's already been uh, filmed. Twenty three. Starring uh, Eminem. I don't know if you saw. <laughs> Why? No, Marshall it's not, it's it's not starring Eminem, but there is a um a picture from from like oh here's a you know a, a scene or whatever what do they call it a, just a picture from a the snake. movie and um oh the like, guy has just bleached hair he has he's wearing he a white a blank white t shirt and he has yeah. short bleached hair and like fucking Eminem what's going on it's like I don't know Hunger Games takes place in the past or an alien planet i I have no idea 1984 (laughs) but in 2024 yeah i don't i don't even know but why is eminem in it is that's that's the point and i believe that character is um why am i blanking on the actor but like that character it's a prequel so that character existed in the um the movies the jennifer lawrence movies there's um, a guy in here who doesn't have one of his eyes or something. Hunger Games is weird shit. I watched that first movie. I don't think I understand any of it. But um, Donald Sutherland, that's the actor I'm thinking. So that's it's a prequel about his character who was like the main bad guy. Mm-hmm. But when he's younger and when he was younger, he was Eminem for some reason. Well, this <laughs> K-J-E-L-L-K-J-E-L-L-K-J-E-L-L-K-J-E-L-L-K-J-E-L-L-K-J-E-L-L-K-J-E-L-L-K-J-E-L-L-K-J-E-L-L-K-J-E-L-L-
with that part at least. Yeah. He plays the, the grandfather. He's not going to be around for forever. He was old in the Italian job. That was 18 years ago. He he died in, in Beer Fest. He was so old he died. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Prolf. <laughs> I uh, guess he did kill himself, technically. <laughs> yeah, he pulled the cord. Tell us about Shia LaBeouf. Uh, what a, what a life. Uh, interesting guy. Um, back in the news this week for a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, he, I think he was on a podcast or something. Was it some, someone's important podcast? I don't know. Not it's ours. Just talked about a lot of different things, uh, including, um, so he was reportedly fired from the movie. Don't worry, darling, which is coming out, um, in about a month. A lot kind of a big of release. press about this, and yeah, so that's not, not even about the movie. It's not even the whole story with that movie. Um, but he was apparently fired from that a couple years back. So before even anything weird came out about Shia LaBeouf, he was apparently fired, uh, replaced by Harry Styles. Uh, very different acting quality, I'd say. Different backgrounds. Um, but he has One come out and said, actor. "Yeah, he has come out and said uh, that's false. I quit that movie because it was kind of a disaster on set, and uh, Olivia Wilde, the director, didn't really uh, have have control. Um, and he produced the uh, the receipts, as they say. And there's a, uh, I believe, a, a voicemail or a video or something of basically her begging him to return and not quit because she needs him and she needs someone to deal with uh, his co-star uh, Florence Pugh, who's." become a pretty big star uh, of her own and a uh, very critically acclaimed actress and everything. Um, it's just kind of crazy. Um, so that's the Shia LaBeouf part of that, that story. Um, there's also all kinds of stories about her not wanting kind of distance herself from the movie because um, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles ended up having an affair during the filming of that movie and very publicly uh, split from Jason Sudeikis who people all like because he coaches soccer in England or something. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of weird drama with that movie. Um, and for Shia LaBeouf to come out here, who's a, a crazy disliked person himself and just insert himself into it. It's nuts. Um, he also has said he's converted to uh, Catholicism because of a movie role. He really was drawn to it, but he only attends Latin mass. But well, that's because of the tax collector. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on there. I don't think he knows what's going on. That was always the hardest part for me when they start speaking Latin in the in the mass. And you're like, come on, guys. In the money patriot feely. Yeah, I don't know what's going Spirit on. Spirit de I don't know when it's going on when you're speaking English, but when you're doing this thing. Yeah. I'm totally lost. I know that part but, was a boondock sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but think about uh, it. He played a Mexican in the tax collector, so. Yeah, I think it was. I think he was playing... Uh, actual like Italian priest in whatever movie that was supposed to be that he became a Catholic for pieces of a woman. I think that's the movie that he was in that Netflix had to pretend he wasn't in because it would like, then where did he play a priest? Or is it not out? I don't think it's even out yet. Oh, I was looking at it cause there's nothing else. I, I don't know. And a f- table read for fast times, original Fine. high Padre Pio. Padre Pio. There it is. Yeah. Who knows what that is? If, that, if that's even a real movie, if it'll ever come out 2022, uh, Andy, it's coming it out. All right, Although, yeah. yeah, this sounds like it's an unbearable way of massive talent or it's like, yeah, come back in three weeks. We'll have an update. Yeah. All right here. It says it's premiering uh, this weekend at uh, the Venice Festival. So, like I said, there's festivals this weekend. So, yeah, it's gonna be a big deal. It's in competition in the Giornate degli Attori section. I don't know what that means, but that's what Wikipedia is. That was spot on, Andy. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
Your Italian is just <laughs> impeccable. All right. Um, yeah, what a weird guy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. He he got canceled, um, but I guess is still in a movie. Uh, I don't know. He's too good. He's he definitely has acting talent. I don't know if he ever really put it all together. He's kind of a weird. Did we cover that this uh, you know conversion to Catholicism uh, was stopping him from attempting suicide? I think that's part of the story. Yeah, I mean, because he he said after all the the stories came out that he was uh, abusive to his girlfriend that it's like that's over for you. Um, they need to yeah. link him back up with Beans. Yeah, that guy's like ninety years old at this point. Beans, the kid. Yeah. Why would it be older than Shia LaBeouf? Because he was. That was a story. I don't know if it's oh. true, but that was Did always he, a story. Like, was he an old man who looked like a kid? Yeah. Well, it turns out that's not true, but yeah, I don't think you're right on that. He yeah. looks like a child. You're thinking of like Andy Milanakis. No, maybe, but it's <laughs> born in 1990. I think that was always a story that he was like one of those guys that was actually he's playing a 12 year old or whatever he was on the show. But like, oh, no, he was actually 25. No, Stephen just... Anthony Lawrence, born yeah. July 19, 1990, Andy. Yeah, I, I'm i going to just go ahead and say that um, the Disney Disney doesn't want him back. They don't want to have him do press about. So how do you feel about beating your girlfriend that one time? Like, Oh yeah, it was a bad idea. Um, they just don't want that. Um, did you know, Martin Lawrence did a basketball movie called rebound and beans is in it. I remember that there was a movie called rebound. I cannot tell you that he was in it. Yeah. That's was this before or after the black Knight? After I think this was like that movie came out in like 2009. I'm going to guess. No rebound. No, 2005 was Rebound. Okay. Yeah, 2005. Okay. Black Knight was like 2001. 2001. Okay. So, yeah, I was right. I got it. Wonderful movie. Um, You can watch it on Hulu. Yeah. All right. um, I don't remember what we're talking about. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like they're trying to just keep people talking about this movie, but none of this is in a good light for the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a bad thing or not. It might be like, oh, people will see it. I mean, the, the trailers for it look look fine. It looks interesting. It looks at just step for wives again, I guess. But yeah, uh, that's an interesting looking movie. I'm, I, I, you know, what? I can see any movie I want. So I'll probably see this movie. Some multiple times. Yeah. Nick Kroll's in it for some reason. Boy, and the other Chris guy. Yeah, Chris. Chris Pine. And I believe um, got Timothy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say one of your favorites. Uh, um, Jonah from Jonah, Veep. Yeah. Also, he's just coming off of that huge success, Home Alone, four and a half or whatever. Oh, God. I still never watched that. Yeah. Well, Christmas is just a couple hours away, so. Sure, yeah. I he didn't have Goosebumps, by the way, Andy. Okay, yeah. That's great. He's he in the was. movie. Yeah. He is one of those guys that'll always have a job doing. Yeah, he's just ninth versatile. build. Yeah. He could look like an idiot with any hairstyle or glasses. He was in that uh, candy uh, show where uh, Jessica Biel kills people. All right, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have to be in a comedy. He could be funny in a real thing. Yeah, he brings it. Yeah. All right. um, I think next we had a trailer for Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, this is, uh, I now, knew about this. I'd seen some pictures, but. 
I have a question, Andy. This says like coming to Roku. What <laughs> yeah. the hell is Roku? Well, Roku just the cheap streaming <laughs> yeah. fake Apple TV can watch that. Roku is a piece of hardware. Um, I think they were they were first to market before anyone else before Apple TV. I think even uh, just a little yeah. box that got the internet that you could watch Netflix on. Um, Their whole thing was like they put like a fabric tag on the remote that was purple, like a shirt yeah. would have. And I thought that was different, not yeah. necessarily good, not necessarily bad. Yeah, I've never owned a Roku. I've always had like, at the very least, like video game consoles that do the same thing as the Roku. So I've never owned one of those. But it's, I think it's very, fairly successful. They're still around. Um, they implemented their stuff into TVs. I know. Hmm. So I'm surprised Amazon just didn't say like, here's three million bucks. No, they just made their own thing. That's Take probably better. The Fire Stick is probably just better than the Roku. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not doing a tech review on this. Just speculating. Uh, but yeah, at some point, Roku's like, we want to get in on content as well. Like, if you have a Roku box or Roku stick, you get this st- streaming service with it. But I mean, there's got to be a way for regular people to get it because who yes, would really be like, so. oh, I got to get my hands on a Roku now so I can watch this. So the only like, people o- would pay twenty dollars to watch a movie sometimes at home. But yeah. I don't know what a Roku costs to buy. But that's like an actual physical thing. Yeah, the hardware is going to need. Be- three days later the sticks the sticks are usually cheaper but that's like probably 30 bucks at least and like me like uh you know they're gonna open a blockbuster just rent a roku yeah you can watch this movie Um, on it and return it the first time i heard about them uh is that they bought up the quibi library remember quibi was that one of those 30 seconds three minutes or less shows yeah that was the the streaming service for only short things so i believe they bought up the library of that um but I don't know much about the streaming service. I have to believe we could still watch it. We can download it. You could download it and put it on your Apple TV or whatever. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know what else they got. Uh, and I think it's free. I think that's confirmed. So it's really just kind of advertisement for the brand. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's where this is going. Not going to Hulu or anything like that. Some weird shit. Roku TV. <laughs> I, I watched the trailer. I don't think I need this. Really? I don't know. I thought I thought it was pretty interesting, and that is fitting for Weird Al, and that the whole thing is a parody of uh, movie or music music movies. Yeah. Um, except that, um, what's his name already exists? John C. Riley, um, Dewey Cox. Hmm. It's gonna be the same kind of jokes of making fun of the the formula of that stuff. But I'm fine with that, and there's different decade, so. And I think Weird Al, I, I like him. I'm not saying I'm listening to Weird Al songs, but I like him. He he has never beat his girlfriend like Shia LaBeouf, to my knowledge. So I just, he seems true. Seems like a good dude, you know. He always asks for permission to do the songs, even though he doesn't have to legally. Yeah, just just a good guy, you know. If anything, Madonna took advantage of him in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I do want to see that, and I assume it's not going to be. It's going to be like 90 minutes. Like it's not going to. Oh, it can't be any longer yeah. than that. I'm going. 83 (laughs) minutes. And I like the Harry Potter kid, you know? Yeah, he probably helped pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Guys, I'm worth like $600 billion. Like, I I don't even know how much money I have from Harry Potter. So here's some. I like that he almost exclusively does things that are weird and different. Yes. He was a neo-Nazi and he was a corpse. It's it's like, I don't want to be Harry Potter ever again. So now I'm going to be Weird Al who... Is like the opposite of who I am. 
because he's just a British man. But how much do you think Daniel Radcliffe is worth? I don't know. I don't. We probably got screwed because he was a kid, so probably not more than fifty million. Uh, he's worth one hundred and thirteen. Okay. Okay. I would think it's one of those situations like, hey, you're you're Harry Potter, but you're twelve years old. You're getting you're getting like fifty grand for this movie. We're not giving you anything more than that. Yeah. But maybe by, by the time those later movies came out, he was an adult. You got a million for the first movie. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> what do you do with it? Well, but it was I a mean, million. he might even still be growing. He looks like he's barely taller than uh, Elias. What is that guy's name? Elijah Craig. Like, they're the same person. And they're just like, are you still 14? So probably had to buy a lot oh. of clothes. Did you uh, hear that in the background? Uh, Like a door? No, that was weird. Okay, my TV turned down in the living room and started talking. Oh, the house is haunted, Andy. It probably, it probably heard me talking about Roku. And it's like, yeah. what did you say? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Good luck turning us on later. Fucking weird. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I hope, yeah, I hope your uh, your front door is locked, Andy, and all the ghosts aren't there yet. Yeah. It's way too no, early I, I would for know. that. I would know about that, but not too far. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at theclipplessleash.com. Head over to theclipplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony. That is T-O-N-Y for 65% off at checkout. This dog leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy. How many things you got? Got five. I've got two and one's a show. Okay. Well, I got two shows here, and I'll just do the two shows. I uh, wonder if one of them is mine. I don't think so. Uh, the first one that I have is uh, uh, The Bear on, on Hulu, uh, which came out a couple months ago, and I've been slowly watching it. And The Bear? Finally finished it. Oh, um, he's a chef. Yes, so he's a, a critically acclaimed chef that ends up going back home to take over his family's uh, How is he beef. critically acclaimed when he looks 25? Uh, I think he's supposed to be maybe 30. I don't know. But he, you know, he was fancy, worked at fancy restaurants in New York. I don't know. They didn't. Okay. They haven't expanded completely uh, on his on his backstory, uh, but goes back to work at an Italian beef sandwich shop in Chicago. So um, that, that spoke to me because uh, my parents are from there. I've always get Italian beef sandwiches when we go back there. And it's just a great kind of local thing. You can get them here. Uh, Portillo's uh, in Buena Park is, is one of the, the more famous ones back there. And they have expanded. I don't know if you've ever been there, but um, I was all about pizza when I know, went to Chicago. Pretty great. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's of course a big part of Chicago food as well. But uh, Italian, the Italian sandwich is or Italian beef sandwich is uh, pretty great and underrated. Um, but uh, yeah, the show is uh, quite interesting. It's fast paced and quick. And uh, I kind of compared it to like Uncut Gems where it's just like a lot going on and loud because um, just this character is doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to run this small business and try to like teach people that basically were just working at a, at a place. They weren't trained chefs or anything. He's just trying to, you know, give them his wisdom, but he's kind of a mess himself. So uh, uh, I think it's a really good show, and I enjoyed it. Um, the episode seven 
is uh, something that stands out to a lot of people because it was uh, one of those things filmed like it's in one take. I'm sure it wasn't, mm. but it was just like the camera is always following someone and they're going in and out of the kitchen and everything. Pretty um, good. But was, was fun about this episode was it had an op- uh, an intro in the beginning where the show doesn't have like a you know an intro like um, shows used to have, but it had a little thing and it was uh, showing different places in Chicago, including uh, an Italian beef place that. Uh, I had been to a few times that is not in the city. It's in the suburbs, uh, but that I've always been told, oh, this is the best one. So the fact that the show actually uh, showed this one was pretty cool. My parents were pretty excited about it. Like, oh, that's the place. It, it's kind of closer to where they're from than inside the city. So uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, and the show is fun and crazy. And I think it's renewed for season two because it kind of ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger. But um I thought I liked it a lot. So I'm happy right. FX still makes good stuff and then just goes straight to Hulu now. I'm fine with that. So I saw that pop up, but I haven't watched it. But I might. Yeah, it's good. And I mean it's I always like watching people make food. It makes me jealous. And I'm always I don't know, inspired slash jealous. I'll never be able to make stuff like that. So it's yeah. always like, oh that's cool. You just have to believe, Andy. There's a guy who makes like uh cakes and donuts and shit. I'm like, oh that's like impossible. <laughs> Yeah, can never do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your other show? Uh, well, my second one is one that's uh, it's part of Tony's like history. I would say uh, it's finally here. Uh, she Hulk on, on Disney oh, yeah, Plus. You've been obsessed. So I went back and looked. Uh, episode one thirty one is called "She Hulk is a Lawyer and She's a Hulk." So uh, when was that episode from? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure maybe 2019 or something. Yeah, we're on uh, 286. August of 2019. So that's how long this show has been. Two been years brewing. ago. Yeah, three, three whole years ago. Oh, three years ago, 2019. Yeah, yeah. August 2019. So, um, yeah, it's been part of a, <laughs> I think we reported on it since then. Uh, whenever they've, they've patched the star, what other you updates have. on it. <laughs> well, I'm saying we as a collective. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the, the show here. Um, so I've been looking Tim forward Roth to is it. In it. Yeah, um, that's an interesting aspect of it. Um, because is she defending him after they robbed that diner? <laughs> no, but he, she is defending him as a lawyer. Uh, he was the bad guy from the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk movie that is about 15 years old at this point. So um, is there a crossover? It's the same. It's the same character. So. Oh. Uh, Edward Norton was replaced by Mark Ruffalo like right after that movie. Horrible Edward, decision. Well, Edward Norton was like trying to direct the Avengers himself and like get lost because um, Edward Norton's kind of got a reputation for um, having a lot of opinions. I didn't like, like his motherless Brooklyn. Yeah. They're basically like, you don't weird. You don't play. get to have opinions in the Marvel movie. Sorry. So he quit. Um, well, that's perfect for Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. He does one look and one look alone. Confused. Yeah. So this um. I've seen two episodes so far. Two have been released. I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it's even good. These two episodes. Are you kidding me? Only but two episodes have been out. Yeah, it's. Disney. I've seen billboards like this thing is like long enough time has passed where I figured the show is like season two is coming out and no, 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 nine and a half months. Disney, Disney goes as slow as they can trying to put their shows out so hmm. that you keep their service forever. Crazy. Um, so the first episode was really awkward to me because. Uh, it felt like an episode that would be a flashback. It would be like episode seven is a flashback to something that happened before the events of the show. Um, Cause it's all about, well, how did she become a Hulk? And then how did 
the whole episode features Mark Ruffalo like training her how to control her Hulk, uh, new Hulk abilities and powers. And it just kind of felt like a flashback. Uh, it turns out I was right that the, the episode was written and created to be air later in the season. But then Disney's like, actually, people will understand it better if you just tell the audience how she could, what is a Hulk at the beginning. And like, I think that was a bad decision. Um, also, it seems like all the Mark Ruffalo parts will be in just that one episode because in the episode two, they call him for like one second and he's on a spaceship. And he's like, goodbye, I'm on a spaceship. Goodbye. And it's just like, all right. It basically looks like <laughs> a live action Shrek, just the, the screenshots. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of controversy, a lot of criticism of how it looks. They made the weird decision to um, ask the She-Hulk character to be She-Hulk while in like the court of law. Cause that'll like add legitimacy. And I'm like, that's a waste of money. Like, Wouldn't I don't judge. It's like order in the court. You have to yeah. settle down. <laughs> so the whole premise is she was a, um, a prosecutor. And when she like used her Hulk powers after a courtroom got attacked, well, they had to fire her because you can't have a superhero also be a prosecutor. So then she had to get a job uh, as a defense attorney for other superheroes. So I think that's a good pitch for a show. Uh, but that's where it basically leaves off after two episodes. So I'm hoping it gets into some fun stuff. Um, her first task is to defend yeah, Tim Roth's character, who um, is also a Hulk, but he was a bad Hulk. And he's been imprisoned, I guess, for the last 15 years. But he says he's changed, you know. So in this world, Ed Norton was the Hulk that... Uh, I assume col- collected him and put him in or Mark Ruffalo. What are we supposed yeah, to? Yeah, that, that character know? was captured in that movie. Um, so Ed Norton's Hulk um, captured him, but it's the same. It's supposed to be it's the same Hulk. Just yeah, that's actors. what I mean. So yeah, there's nothing to do with Eric Vanna's Hulk. They should no bring confused. in some villains from Lou Ferrigno's days. Sure. They could do that. Um, yeah, but I think there's an interesting premise here, but it seems like it t- took them two episodes to get to the premise, which is too long. You don't 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 wait that long. So um, I guess mm-hmm. my my review is incomplete. Um, okay. I just thought it was uh, interesting that this episode was that uh, we had way back when was called uh, again. Let's see what it, she Hulk is a lawyer and she's a Hulk. Uh, she says something Pretty very similar. That. Yeah, she says something very similar in this episode or in, in one of the episodes where she says, I am. I'm still a better lawyer than I am a Hulk. And it's like, oh, okay. That's... So they obviously listened to the pod. Yeah, they, they knew. All right. <laughs> well, good on you, Andy. Yeah. You've been covering it since day one. Yeah, I'm the reason it even got this far. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, the big, the, mo- the reason I watch it the most is that uh, Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany is the... Uh, playing the main character here. She was from the show Orphan Black, which I was a big fan of. Uh, she's great. So she's uh, definitely been the best part of it. Her performance. She's just very uh, fun to watch. So um, I'm happy she got a, a big show here, but I uh, want more. She was in that um, HBO's Perry Mason, which um, was fine, but not a big hit. So yeah, she hasn't, she hasn't had that. Uh, that big like star breaking role. I mean, she won an Emmy for Orphan Black, but um, that hasn't like gone on to a bigger career. So uh, hopefully this is successful and she does better things, you know, yeah. gets in a Scorsese movie or something like that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, you ready for my, uh, first, uh, out of two and it's a TV show. All right. I watched a Hulu original 
not FX, but just to Hulu. Mike. Hmm. This is uh, about Mike Tyson, of course. It's a eight episode miniseries, and uh, basically looks like so he did a show. I don't know if he's still doing it, where he just kind of travels and he's like a one man show, just explaining you know his live telling stories and different showing different photos or videos on a screen. So it kind of does that with this actor playing him, but then it you know goes back into time where he's you know just a little six year old getting the shit kicked out of him in New York going to jail, you know, growing up, becoming a, a, a boxer. Uh, Harvey Keitel is in this, and uh, he is, I don't know if they're, you know, punching him up for, for the show's sake or if he's pretty old himself. It looks like Alan Arkin also, which is interesting. Because mm, yeah. I like Harvey Keitel a whole lot more than I like Alan Arkin. Nothing against him, but, I mean, put the two of them in the room. Who are you picking? Guy who's been in Pulp Fiction. Um. But yeah, it's good. There's only, I think, two episodes out so far. And uh, yeah, comes out on Thursdays. And it's it's interesting. Again, I didn't know a whole lot about Mike Tyson. Even the little line in here is, you may know Tyson, but do you know Mike? Yeah, that's a very, a lot has gone on in his life. I'm sure there's an interesting story there. Um, I th- wasn't there going to be another one too? <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. Um like um, Jamie Foxx was going to do like a Mike Tyson thing or something. I think, yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Didn't he do a movie? Yeah, maybe that's still happening. I don't know. Let's look that um, up. I think you're right. I think you are very right. And I'll tell you, Jamie Foxx has 12 upcoming projects. Uh, Tyson is a TV <laughs> miniseries. All right. Oh, it looks like, okay, he... So Mike Tyson is not happy about this one that exists. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. think he is because I think it's kind of pulling his literally his stage show. Okay. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't think I don't think Mike Tyson is afraid of sharing his life. So it's not like, oh, you're gonna make me look bad. I think um you know, he's gonna be fine with that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, it's weird. So yeah, check it out on Hulu. All right, Andy, you got three others. Yeah, so um, I'll do this one. It'll be quick uh, because it's um, something we've all seen before. But uh, I watched the entire Oceans trilogy on HBO. They were on the uh, leaving this month thing. And I was like, oh, I, sh- I haven't seen these since probably since I watched them the first time. So I'll watch wow. these again. I watch these all the time. Yeah, they're, they're fun. So uh, they are fun. It's, it's over 20 years since that first movie now, if you want to feel old. But. Uh, just yeah, what a what a great fun idea. Bernie um, Mac was in it. He was in, he was in all of them. He was part of the crew. Um, he and died, then, and then he, he died. Yeah, they can't make another one with him. Um, but what's interesting is how I basically felt the same way about all these movies as when I did when I originally watched them. Which I was wondering, oh, will I think differently? I watched the second one again, Ocean's Twelve, which I didn't like when it first came out, and I kind of felt the same way again that it's just a weird decision. I don't know how much you remember about this one. I liked this one. Is this where they're they're conning the French guy? Yeah. So it's it starts right away where Andy is Garcia's... this the one where they do the whole thing where she's playing Julia Roberts? Yes. yes. It's hilarious. So that's clever. Yeah. But the, it starts with we are not stopping, guys. <laughs> it starts with Andy Garcia's character basically catching them all, which is like reversing 
the good so watching this movie back to back it it really hammers home like reversing the the great feeling from the fir- end of the first movie they they won they pulled it off and then it's like oh they got caught right away um it kind of ruins it a bit it made me feel not not great about the way that started but then yeah the whole the whole thing uh in the second one is like not just one heist they're doing different things and then they the, the french guy is like i need you to compete against me and if you do then i'll pay off your debts and it's like okay that's a fine setup but i don't do you remember i'm gonna spoil this 20 year old movie right here <laughs> um they got to steal a Fabergé egg. And, oh, yeah. Um, most of the team ends up getting arrested. And so Matt Damon has to lead like three of the other guys that weren't arrested in their own scheme to try to steal the egg. And it seems like they're going to do it, but they end up failing at the end. And then there's the big reveal that um, they had actually already stolen it. But that twist only makes sense uh, as a twist on the audience because all the characters were still acting as if they had to do it and doesn't make any sense. So it's a big twist to us, but like if they had already stole it, why were they still pretending it didn't only to shame the French guy? I think is the only reason that would make sense. Well, that's what it's all about. And it was they just, hated that French guy. It's just, it just like, this is a, this is a weird and makes me feel like out of the movie. Like that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> So I didn't I didn't like it as much. It's not bad. And there is fun stuff. The Julia Roberts and, and Bruce Willis uh, playing himself as well. It's good I forgot. stuff. Yeah, he runs into her. And yeah, he, he kind of figures it out like, wait, it's not the real real one. Uh, that's fun stuff. And then, yeah, the, the, the third one is just like, all right, we're going to be as silly as possible. Al Pacino just being Pacino. Just good, good stuff. They there. really screw with that yeah, guy the, who's going to go for the, you know, diamond uh like award or whatever they called it. Yeah. The, uh, the reviewer, oh, the reviewer gets, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, he just wanted to go get some sushi or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's fun because it's like, they're, they're not even doing a heist. They're doing like pranks. It's more like uh Norm Macdonald's dirty work. Than, than anything. Yeah. Or it's like, we're going to sabotage the shit out of this. Um, when, uh, uh, what the hell is his name? He asks, He's stuck in that little like uh, machine, a Don Cheadle. And he's like, oh, I need them. I can't leave. Yeah. He's asking Matt Damon to bring him like adult magazines or something. Yeah. I think Don Cheadle is underutilized in this whole, in that whole series. I have to say he's what he's, he's underutilized in the whole, in the whole series. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's I too many people. I guess he's more, utilized. maybe more famous now than he was, but I was like, I thought Don Cheadle was a bigger part of this. Cause he's, yeah, he's, he's, they had too much good. fun with, yeah. uh, Con and little Affleck arguing. Yeah. Yeah. Casey Affleck's canceled now too. So not allowed, you're not allowed to even watch him anymore. Why is that? Cause he didn't go to his yeah. brother's wedding. Uh, I don't know. He was abusive or something. I don't know. They're always abusive. These guys. It's like, how is he abusive? He weighs 12 pounds. I don't even understand. Yeah. But you know, he was, I don't know. Maybe to Chet Holmgren. <laughs> yeah. was mean to him. I could imagine Andy Garcia. He carries a cane. Just seems like that would hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I haven't seen the second one in a long time. First one, you always catch like, oh, it's on TNT, whatever. I'll put it on. Third one, sometimes. That was always on HBO, uh, like in, at the time, I guess. Yeah, so, I saw the, I saw it in theaters, I remember. So that was uh, that era where you went to the movies every week. Yeah. And now I'm back. <laughs> no. Yeah, like it's a lot cheaper. Full circle. Yeah. 
All right, you want to do... Is that just one review out of your two yes. others? Yes. Okay, you want to do another one? Uh, sure, I'll, I'll do I'll do the movie I saw in theaters. Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing. Uh, we've mentioned before, Idris Elba. Uh, so his second box office flop in, th- in three weeks, I guess, which I'm not going to blame him. I don't, I don't know what you would ever do to make this a hit movie. Um, it's uh, from George Miller, who did the Max Ma- Mad Max series. Um, so he basically was, got to do a movie he really wanted to do. He wrote this uh, story, uh, a, a genie movie uh, or a gin, as they call it. So um, Tilda Swinton is a is a professor, intellectual type. Uh, she's a, they called her a narratologist. She's an expert on stories. Um, she finds uh, a little vase thing in, in Istanbul. And it turns out it, it's housing this uh, this gin played by Idris Elba, who uh, demands that she uh, make three wishes. You, you know, all know the, the story. But since she's an expert on these stories, she's saying, uh, I'm not going to do it because bad shit happens when you actually yeah, finally make your. <laughs> she's seen bedazzled. Yeah. So she knows, she knows you guys are all tricksters. I'm not going to do it. And he kind of like is like, well, I need you to do it to free me because I've been basically stuck for 3000 years. And um so he ends up deciding to tell her his story, his backstory to get her to to trust him that he is so desperate and he has been imprisoned multiple times, three times, and it's been 3,000 years. And um, he's not trying to trick her. He is a good djinn. And uh, I thought this part of the movie was excellent, fantastic. It's uh, basically him narrating these kind of crazy stories from the past, um, like as old as you know, 3000 years ago and ancient, I believe it's Yemen or was where this would be. It's, it's, you know, biblical stories, uh, involved, uh, King Solomon. And, uh, it was just weird and visually interesting and crazy. And, uh, there's a guy playing a guitar that has like monsters attached to it that are also playing the guitar. And it's like, what the fuck is this? But uh, I'm, I'm into it. Um, yeah. So he just tells these, the three stories of how he got imprisoned. Uh, and I, I thought that was really cool stuff. Um, and then the last 20 minutes are weird, I think. And not weird in a good way, just kind of like didn't fit with the rest of the movie. And I think, I think for a lot of people, it, it, it ruins it. It ruins the momentum of the movie. I think a movie ends fine, but I do understand how it just kind of, it feels more like an epilogue to a story. And then it's like, was, why is this still going? It doesn't feel like the same movie anymore and nothing interesting is happening. Um, but I don't think that, that ruins the experience for me of the, the flashback slash stories that uh, Idris Elba is, is telling. Uh, but if that's something that you don't get anything out of that part of the movie, then you will definitely not like this movie. So mm-hmm. um, it is strange that this got made, that they, they had to give it a budget to do these stories. A lot of CGI in this stuff. Um, but it was never going to be, I don't see how this would ever be a big hit. Just kind of a small movie. It's, it's Tilda Swinton, you know, does she bring people out? She's, she's great yeah. in, in side roles. People enjoy her, but you make her the protagonist of the movie. And I don't know if that's ever going to work. I don't intend to see it. <laughs> I saw the trailer. feel like yeah. that was enough. Yeah. He's cool looking as a, as a gin. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's Idris. Come on. Yeah. All right, you ready for my uh, movie? Yeah. I finally did it. Finally watched Disney Plus 2022 Lightyear. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's missing Tim Allen, as everyone says and agrees. Um, it's interesting, kind of like Star Wars-y. And, uh, I don't know. I guess it's a movie that's supposed to be beloved by a eight-year-old boy or whatever from Toy Story. So it is what it is. Uh, I wouldn't see this in theaters, but I will take an evening where I'm bored and watch it. And that's what I did. And it was what I expected. Also, also, uh, Taika is kind of overdoing it. Like he didn't yeah. try and change his voice. He's just like, Oh, it's, it's foreign. So it's a funny sound, but he sounds the same and kind of acts the same in a lot of movies now. Yeah. He's just New Zealand. Um, that's not, that's not his fault. It's no, 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 no. They're They're giving him jobs. You know, they, okay. He's got like 50 jobs. You can probably pick and choose at this point, Andy. (laughs) He can't say no. So stop asking. I also didn't like him in free guy. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed it because it was so dumb, but it was like way over the top and made no sense, but I was fine with it. But that seems to be the reputation now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine, I, I guess. Uh, kids will probably like it. The the cat, um, you know, smart, yeah, device is cool. Um, maybe one day, the Amazon and Apple devices can do that kind of stuff, but not quite yet. Solve light speed travel. <laughs> yeah, it took that cat. What it was like forty years or something? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Figured it out. Yeah. So yeah, you can watch that on uh, Disney Plus. All right. What's your last one off road? My last one here is um, somewhat new to HBO, uh, Belfast. So this is a oh, movie I saw from the trailer. I almost watched this movie from last year. Uh, I think it won best screenplay. It was definitely nominated for most of the the awards. Um, at one point, I think people thought it'd be the favorite for best picture. It did not win. Those um, jerky British. Yeah, uh, but this is a movie about um, a young boy. Growing up in Belfast, as the the troubles begin, as, as they call it there, uh, the the civil war. Um, the people know Belfast is in Ireland. Belfast is in is in Northern Ireland, and um, which was the center of this this conflict, where there were some Irish nationals that wanted to gain their or have Northern Ireland join Ireland as an independent nation, and then there was one people that were loyal to uh the united kingdom uh and then there was also split among religious lines where uh the the protestants uh were mostly loyal to uh, the, the english while the catholics were the ones fighting for their independence and then just led to all kinds of conflicts where uh in this case they were in a they were a protestant family in a protestant neighborhood but basically they created their own gangs to try to attack the catholics and get them out of their neighborhoods and um, yeah, it was just a very, very hard time to live in. And um, it just shows this, this era. Um, it's all, it's, it's black and white. So it's interesting. And it's um, um, Kenneth Branagh, who's best known for his like Shakespeare adaptations. Um, and also recently the uh, death on the Nile. Um, he's a writer and director here. And I think it's, it's kind of semi auto exploding these days. Yeah. Semi autobiographical. Um, cause he was, um, this was his childhood experience. It's not him. It's not his name or his parents, but it is like based on his experience. Um, it's pretty good. Um, definitely the last 
half hour is really engaging and and sad and you know all kinds of feelings i don't know it, it's definitely a good well-made movie um i watched it with my parents because they're from that time period it was interesting watching that and i'm saying like hey you guys you're actually older than what this kid is supposed to be but this seems so long ago um i think as yeah. part of it is just it's europe which seems like 20 years earlier but i'm like oh this takes place i think 1969 is when it takes place but it feels like 1930 or something <laughs> Uh, I guess that's part of it is because of the, you know, conflict. But yeah, interesting. Good movie. Um, Van Morrison does all the music. He's from mm-hmm. Belfast himself. So uh, Very you'll good. probably recognize some of those songs. Wild Night plays. Yeah. All right. Very fun. Yeah, I have that on my list. Uh, probably get around to it one of these days. Uh, anything else to add? Uh, no, that is it. All right, solid uh, episode here right just before the hour mark. You've been listening to episode 286 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and join with me. We had Off-Road Andy. Yes. I'll see you later.